You're listening to the Two Sleuth Podcast, all about the business of dentistry. Hosted by yours truly, Greg Essenmacher, a fixed full arch dental expert and founder of GNA Consult, speaking with industry leaders on the dental landscape from their perspective. Welcome back, everyone. Super excited today to welcome my friend, Jacob Hiller. He is with Dental Implant Machine. He is their growth officer that helps practices, kind of like I do. It's really interesting to have someone like this on the show that knows all about full arch dentistry, implant dentistry, and helps them build and grow. He is a superstar in what he does, and he helps with internet marketing, funnels, sales process to systematically increase patients' revenue flow for doctors. So Jacob, welcome to the show, man. So glad we could do this today. Thanks for having me, Greg. So happy to be here, man. All right. So I have to ask, like, I I know my story. All of my listeners know my story. Like, how did you get into dental and dental implants? Because that, I mean, nobody really intends to. I don't think as like little boys that we decided, hey, I want to be in dental implants when I get (laughs) old. I mean, maybe, maybe if your parents were like dentists, but so tell me your story. How did you end up getting in implants? Yeah, thanks. Um, I had, I used to teach people how to jump higher for a living. I literally taught athletes how to jump, wrote books about how to jump higher. And I had a partner and we created this evaluation, like do an evaluation on how you jump and then we'll give you a prescription for how to jump higher. And so when my partner left the jumping space, which was really the space I'd been in for quite a long time, he started using this evaluation to attract patients, uh, dental implant patients. And I didn't know what he was doing. And so he was using this evaluation as their lead funnel. And um, he contacted me and was like, hey, you would not believe what we're doing in this niche of dental implants. And uh, for example, we were selling a $45 book on ads. And so we were able to squeeze scaling an ad campaign for a little bitty product. And so when he told me the numbers um, that people were doing in dental implants, I was extremely intrigued. And so I came out, I watched him do webinars and like, literally watched them do, you know, 40 implant patients on one webinar. And I was like, wow. (laughs) And then I watched uh, a smile reveal. And when I had the smile reveal, I was like, yo, this is actually amazing, life-changing stuff. And so eventually I came over, got to work with, you know, Kevin Vaughn, Spencer Walker, um, Chayden Young, and like what they were doing over here was awesome. And so I ended up coming over here and uh, it's just been a ride since then. And uh, I love this space, man. I love that you talk about the smile reveal. So for me, it was 10 years ago and I was working with Neodent and we had just started working with Clear Choice Dental Implant Centers. And I had my first experience with a patient reveal. Like they do it, they do it right, right? They do it big, right? And back then this was 10 years ago, right? This is a decade ago. And it was a patient reveal and the patient's reaction that something changed in me. Now, it wasn't this like, you know, uh, it, you know, Baptist church in the South and it's 105 degrees and there's no air. So you pass out type of experience. But it, it really did. It changed something. It moved that <laughs> battleship in the ocean one degree. And suddenly that's that liner now is in a completely different space than it would have been even a couple of years down the line, let alone where it is a decade later. And I talk about this all the time when I work with teach, coach, train, when I'm speaking at speaking engagements that I do quite frequently now, you know, what is your why? 
to any clinicians or teams, you know, is it money, which is great if you're money motivated, is it emotional, right? That patient reveal to be able to deliver and give that to a patient, right? Or is it just because you're bored and you need something new to like occupy your mind? Any of those or all of those and then some. So I love that you mentioned that for sure. And so what is it that keeps you here? Because I don't know that you get in clinic that often, or do you? Do I have that wrong? Because I know I get to, I get to visit, uh, I call them clinics, right? Dental practices all the time. So I get to steal one here and there. So it kind of lights my juices and gets, you know, throw some gasoline on the fire. So how about you? What keeps you in this space and keeps you going in this space? So um, I think for me, sales is coaching. And so when you teach somebody or guide them to a better health decision or you buy, you guide them to a better life, I don't think of it as sales. I think of it as coaching. And I love working with doctors to create a whole new lifestyle through dental implants. And I love helping the idea of, for me, a lot of patients just don't give themselves permission to live this better life, to have this treatment. And so I love the psychology that's involved in coaching the doctors and in coaching the patients to get over that hump, to choose themselves, to give themselves permission and to see a big transformation. So that's, that's what it's about for me. The challenge of that, um, the excitement of, of the success of it, just that whole part. Uh, I love figuring it out and I love being a part of it. Yeah, you know, and what you bring up, I, when I think of, you know, full arch patients, because that's my lane, right? The fixed full arch lane. There's really, t in my mind, there's probably more and I'm oversimplifying it, but I think of two different types of patients. I think of the one type of patient who's been through a significant amount of dental therapy, right? They've done a few bridges, they've done, you know, they've done a bunch of root canals, they've done some crowns, they've done, so they've just been going through this piecemealing over and 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 over again of trying to figure out a way to continue down their path of fixing whatever's going on in their mouth. And then eventually it gets to a point where it's like, look, we can, you know, the clinician is like, look, we can continue down this path or here's another permanent solution to guide you to this brand new smile, right? And that's what you're talking about, guiding to a brand new smile. Then there's the other set of patients who really have been in a situation where they haven't taken care of their mouth at all. Now, there's any number of reasons, right? They haven't been to a dentist in a long time. Maybe they've made some poor life choices because, you know, they have the disease of addiction and they just haven't, right? You know, meth mouth or whatever the case may be that some may be familiar with. I am, I'm in recovery. I see it often, uh, you know, with those that I work with in recovery or for whatever reason. And in that patient population, I think that's what you're talking about a little bit where they just don't feel worthy of, you know, giving themselves that brand new smile because for so long or for whatever reason, you know, there's that shame associated with it. Uh, uh, and they just don't smile anymore, if you will. So would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think that because of the price too, it's not just a choice of do I want this? It's a cho Now there's a sacrifice involved. Just like addiction, for example, you got to sacrifice that and do something bigger, different with your life. And because there's a huge price tag, there's a mental game where now am I worth that sacrifice and getting them to confront that sacrifice. And they're really weighing whether they're worth that financial sacrifice or not. If it was their child and it was a brain surgery, the answer would be yes, right? Because they value their child, they know how important it is. But now they're staring 
their future down the pipe, you know, and they're having to decide, am I worth it? Is it worth the sacrifice? Is it worth the sacrifice for my family? And so it creates this dynamic and this need to choose themselves and give themselves permission. Hi, everyone. Sorry for the interruption. Greg Essenmacher here, founder of GNA Consult. Just want to take a brief moment and let you know if you're a practice owner, founder, group administrator, or DSO regional manager trainer and looking to add, grow Full Arch for your location, improve same source sales, or learn more about what Full Arch can do for your production numbers and profitability, reach out to the show and book a discovery call today. Our expert team is here to help. And it's really just uh, reflecting a little bit and and seeing if I was picking up what you were setting down and seeing if I was hearing you. And one of the things too, you know, you mentioned finances and, you know, we understand the landscape, right? It's pretty obvious out there, you know, interest rates were, you know, in one place 16, 18 months ago, and they're in a much different place now, right? Uh, People's credit usage is in a much different place now, right? Credit scores are a much different place than they are now. Uh, You know, the restrictions on third-party financing are much different than they were back then as they are now. When you look at all these different pieces, of course, there's there's those restrictions which can hamper. But you touched on something there that I I really hadn't brought to the forefront in my own mind, even though I, I live in this space. And that is the decisions that individuals make if they are providing for a family or if they're part of a family unit. And that's, do I make the choice for myself compared to providing for family in a different way, right? I would rather see my kids get X, Y, and Z fill in the blank than give myself that brand new smile or there'll be time when dot, 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 fill in the blank, right? I'd rather save for their college than you know, have a, what really equates to a car payment for the next next eight to 10 years in order to give myself that brand new smile or whatever and fill in the blank. And I think that's really part of that mindset that going through and helping founders, treatment coordinators, those that are every touch point in the patient journey to help guide the patients into that sense of worth and into guiding to a yes. So tell me a little bit about what that those conversations are like and how you help those clinicians you work with in order to have more success, not only for a dental implant machine, right? Because obviously it's got to be a win-win-win, right? A win for your company that that you are in charge of growth for, a win for the clinicians and their practices, because in order to implement it responsibly with the ROI, increase in profitability and cash flow, which is all what I'm about, right? And I'm sure you are as well, but also a win for those patients and how to help them to see the value and how they can provide better. And sometimes they have to be maybe a little selfish. So talk to my listening audience a little bit about that, because I think that can be helpful in how you approach that. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, So I think that when we approach a patient, we're often thinking, teach them about implants. And then we're often thinking, teach them that I can do these implants as good or better than anybody else. Those are the two things. And if if we solve that, then they'll move forward with treatment. but I tend to think, and and this is what I call it, is I call it having the secret conversation. For example, if I'm talking with a doctor who's thinking about using our services, he wants more patients. But the secret conversation is that they want to be the hero for their office, that they want to spend, finally go on a vacation, right? That's what they're really buying when they have a growth program when they work with you. They're buying a new lifestyle. That's the secret conversation about what's really going on. 
And so I feel like with patience, if we can start with having the secret conversation about why, you know, why have you been wanting this and why haven't you done it? And if some, for some people, it could be, I want to kiss my wife again. I want to look in the mirror and, and be happy with the person I am. I don't want to feel like people look at me and only see my teeth. I don't want that stigma. And so getting to that secret conversation, now you're actually talking about the decision that they really are making, which is, do I want this life? Not do I want dental implants, not are you the right provider, but do I want this life or that life? And I think when you start having that secret conversation, instead of talking about all the technical aspects, now you're, you're on the same, you're in the same room with the patient. Um, instead of being on a loudspeaker in another room, you're in the same room with them and you're sitting with them, helping them evaluate, is this what you want out of life or is that what you want out of life? Rather than having them infer that or, or deduce that from what you can do, but actually having that conversation. And so I think that's the foundation of it. Yeah, it's so spot on, right? And I call that, it's not so much, I call that the, mo it's the motivation, right? It's the why behind the what. I, that's the phrase that I use, the why behind the what. Because in full arch, it's not so much about the product itself, right? It's about the, the process. It's about the motivation that they have of why now, especially in that second group of patients that have had this, you know, maybe they have some oral systemic health. And you could maybe layer that in and say, oh, well, you know, it's going to help you to be able to, to get, you know, eat and chew better for morning, noon and night, the rest of your life. And maybe that's part of it. Sure. You know, your overall health will improve. But then you run into objections like, well, I'm 75 years old. How much more life do I have left in me? Right. So you're going to run into some of those pieces. But if you can ask, right, ask with intent and really learn, like, what is your motivation? Why now? Why are you going to do something now as compared to three months ago or six months ago or 12 months ago? What brings you in today? What is that motivating factor? You know, maybe it was the fact that over the holidays, their sister for the 10th time or the umpteenth time, you know, made fun of them or made a snide comment. Or maybe it was a look by one of their grandkids coming and sitting on their lap and chose not to because they looked at their mouth rather than their face or whatever that is, right? So what is that motivating factor? And you can't really ask straight out like, well, why now? Why are you coming in now? You know, you got a jacked up mouth. You can't ask that. Well, I guess you could. Somebody could, but you know, that's kind of rude and you're not really going to get the answer you're looking for. So I appreciate you sharing that because I there's so much, there's so much gravity to that, especially in the big cases, especially when you're dealing human to human and trying to uncover and discover what they're really trying to get to. And you call it the secret conversation. I, I love that. And, and that's going to go in the show notes for sure, because that people are going to want to hear that. So I'm curious if, if we're talking about that motivation that, you know, really what is all about, what's the essence of life, right? What do you value? I, I'm curious and I'm going to turn it on you. And I, I didn't, let anybody know that, including you. So what is that for you, right? Because there's the success in business. I, I know you're very successful in business. So what is that for you? What brings you that joy in life um, that you want to share and you want to talk about? So, you know, vulnerability is a big thing on the Two Sleuth podcast, if you listen to any episodes. So I'm curious for you, what is that for you? Hmm, man, that's, uh, that's, a, that, that's a really good question, man. Um, you know, and for me, I just want to be right with with God and I want to be right with those around me. And um, so I try to put myself in a position to live at a pace of life 
um, where I know what I'm doing is a positive impact for those around me. And um, I'm not, I'm not trying at this point in my life, I'm not trying to accrue success or money or fame. I just want to live a slow, happy life where, where, um, yeah, where, where I feel good about my interactions and, and about myself. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I have. So I have a mantra uh, that I've been using, and I don't know where I picked it up. And it's it's fairly recent. But for me, it's more in 24. And it doesn't mean more wealth. It doesn't mean more fame. It just means to give a little more to others, give a little bit more of my time, make myself more available to people in the industry, uh, listen a little bit more. Um, and certainly like all the rest too, right? You know, I, but it's not about me and grabbing more, but it's about being more available and giving more. Uh, and so I, I love that you're willing to share that. And I think that that's super important. And in this industry, one thing that I find in the dental industry, and, and I don't know, and so I'll ask you, how, how many years have you been in the dental industry? Two. Two years. Okay. And yeah. so you may have already experienced this, but I've been in the dental industry for 17 years. And what I've learned and what I know to be true is that for the most part, um, it is probably the biggest small industry that I've ever experienced, at least from all those that I talk to. And there are more, <laughs> there are more individuals that I've come across that are willing to give up themselves and simply reaching out and saying, hey, I have a question, I'm trying to learn this, I, you know, I'm, I'm interested in this, the vast majority are willing to say yes, and give up their time and share of. Um, and that's just not experience of what I hear from others. And you can be tremendously successful in business, being a giving person, and not so much being combative and co of course, there's competition, right? Because there's always going to be, you know, if you're in sales, right? You're in sales, I'm in sales, basically, right? You know, all of our, you know, all of my clients, all the full arch clients, it's super competitive out there. It's a $1.5 billion industry. And they're all complete competing in marketing for those patients and clients. But the patient pool is massive. If we can just figure out how to help more patients to have treatment done, right? Because such a small percentage are being serviced right now. Uh, there's there's many, many more to be serviced. And so I, I just, I so appreciate the industry that we're in. Um, and have you found that to be true for those that you've reached out to and spent time with and and engaged with in the dental industry? Um, you know, the, the connection that I made, I wasn't sure what to think. You know, I first got here, I, I didn't like dentists uh, because <laughs> I have sensitive teeth. You know I'm what I mean? I'm not editing that out. Just so you know, I'm not <laughs> editing that out. I'm going to tell my producer, leave that in. Jacob at first did not like dentists. <laughs> Nobody likes going to the dentist, Jacob. Yeah. That's a given. Sorry, go ahead. I, I did have job. Then, that was, that, that's that right. was not I a did, <laughs> the, the, the month before I started doing this, I did have like the, you know, the waking sedation what do they call it they, i did get that sedation and i had my Twilight. first great dentist trips yeah and it was it was great but then when i went to conferences um i saw that you know not that i didn't know that already but these are people who are just like me that they just want to make a, an impact that's why they're drawn to particularly implants because it's a different interaction than a cavity or a crown um and so the friendships that i've made and and the people that i've interacted with has has been inspiring for me but especially the people that I work with over at Dental Implant Machine, Spencer Walker, Kevin, Chaden, those guys, they just share 
that they just love the fun and the game of it, but also uh, connecting with people like yourself, man. So, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff for sure. All right, Jacob, it's the part of the program. Everybody plays. It's called What the Sleuth is Going On. It's three rapid fire questions. The first thing, (laughs) he's shaving. He's shaving. That's your microphone. Everybody knows that's your microphone, dude. All right, that's going to be fun. So it's three rapid fire questions. The first thing that comes to mind, are you ready to play? Probably not, but let's go. (laughs) I, I like your attitude, right? That's very dental reflective. Well done. All right, question number one. What's the worst bad breath you've ever encountered? Probably been my own. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't get to get in the chair and experience all those bad breath. Um, but we are a fan of, I'm a fan of pickling things and fermenting things. And so uh, my son's birthday party was pickle juice and cake and sushi. And uh, afterwards, we were none of us were doing very well. I hope there's a lot of flossing and brushing of teeth before they're the good night kisses. Or, or if not, the morning after. Rough. Yeah, that's All what'll right. get that's you. Good one. That's a good one. Okay. Wait, pickle juice, birthday cake, and sushi? Were those the three? Yeah. yeah those are going to be funny emojis. They're going to be funny emojis when I post those on socials, and I know you're big on socials. All right, I like it. <laughs> Question number two. If you could change one thing about your smile, what would it be? Um, I think I just want a little bit, if, if I could really change it, I'm doing Invisalign, you know, I, but I would probably, I just think I want a little bit bigger teeth. It'd be kind of cool. It's like a little bit bigger. Uh, yeah. So crown lengthening, anybody out there, any dentists out there that do crown lengthening, he wants bigger teeth. So I know that only creates like more vertical. So I don't know about the width, but you know, that's not my realm. So anyway, yeah, I might know a dentist or two. I don't know if you do. Do you know any dentists? I know a couple, but we'll see. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Question number three. If you could go back and be the inventor of any dental product, which one would you choose and why? I'm going to have to say dental implants. Uh, clearly. Uh, I think that's where it's at in dentistry. I think that's what is the funnest uh, treatment to provide. Um I just, I just love the whole world of implants. And so, uh, what, what it would like to, to be, uh, to be the inventor of implants. Yep. I, I've got a grin on my All face. On four, I could, I could just yeah. see Spencer and Kevin's face, like about ready to kick your, you know what, if you didn't say that. <laughs> be like, they're it's like anticipating, they're listening, anticipating, say, say implants, say implants, say, oh, he missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Thanks for playing, Jacob. Well done. Well done. All right. Well, I want to respect your time and my listeners' time because some of them are running on a treadmill or, I mean, who knows? Maybe they're surfing. Maybe they're jumping out of a plane. Uh, I don't think most of them are watching on YouTube. Although if you are, hello, everyone on YouTube. Subscribe, click, all that good stuff. So in the last few minutes that we have, Jacob, is there anything that you haven't shared with my listening audience about yourself, about what you do that you'd like to share with the listening audience? Free reign. Um, you know, I don't think there's, I would say if I could give anybody advice, uh, one thing that they could take away from here and just say, Hey, that's what I got from it. Um, it's to have the secret conversation. Let's just stick with that. It's like connect with their why it makes it funner for your salespeople. 
it makes it a better process for everyone and it actually gets them closer to making the right decision for themselves so if you walk away with everything just find out what their why is and uh and i think that can uptick your experience and uptick your revenue uh that'd be my takeaway for today love it and jacob how do they get a hold of you if they want to have a conversation a little bit further about what you can do to help them grow their revenue yeah just uh you can email me jacob at dentalimplantmachine.com jacob at dentalimplantmachine.com uh, or you can text me 913-850-0911. Perfect. And we'll make sure all that gets in the show notes as well. Jacob Hiller, Head of Growth, Dental Implant Machine. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Tooth Sleuth Podcast. Yeah, really appreciate it, my friend. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Be sure to tune in to our next episode of the Tooth Sleuth Podcast. If you need help with converting lead calls into consults, closing consults into more full arch cases, or creating a more strategic marketing message and branding for your practice or group? Follow me for more tips, or reach out to GNA Consult for a discovery call today.